0: Hi everyone, how you doing? It's Peter here from PDG Advertising and it's time for the PDG Advertising podcast for Thursday, the 2nd of May 2019. So, during this podcast, you might hear some drilling going on in the background and some hammering. Uh, there's a little bit of work being done in the complex that I'm in at the moment. And aside from driving me crazy, it might degrade the quality of this podcast a little bit further than, than the quality that it already is. Um, In time, we'll get better uh, equipment here and our um podcast will be a lot clearer for you. So I spoke a little bit yesterday about Instagram and followers on Instagram and presences with lots of followers on Instagram and I couldn't let that go. Um, I think that what we're doing at PDG Advertising for our customers and for ourselves is trying to build a genuine audience and there was something about the noticing that I did of um, another agency um, that we're connected with that... Just didn't feel right to me, and I needed to look into it a little bit, a little bit deeper. And I, um, this business has thirty thousand followers. They've made some claims about getting to thirty thousand followers and how they did it. And I just couldn't get it off my mind that it wasn't wasn't right, and it it really speaks to. A bigger picture here, and I'd say first of all that i'd rather have a hundred real genuine followers than a million followers that were not engaged or real or interested in what we in what we do so I took a bit of a look at this account and it's got um, it, they do a lot of posts. Not enough in my mind to warrant 30,000 followers, and when you look at the post, there's a little bit of a, a discrepancy. In whenever someone does a post with 30,000 followers, I expect there to be a lot of engagement and a lot of likes on those posts on Instagram, and I wasn't seeing it. So on the post, I was seeing maybe 200 um likes under the post and maybe eight comments and i thought hmm that doesn't add up that does not that does not seem right that that's an an immediate just in our experience of seeing ad accounts and our own experience of um online presences and seeing followings and over the years of seeing facebook likes and twitter followers and instagram um accounts we just know that that's a red flag there's something not not right there um then this account went on Instagram live and look I I thought it was cool that they went on Instagram live um they were doing an interview with someone and I (laughs) I was watching it and I could see that there were eight viewers of Instagram live and whenever Instagram goes live um I being connected with this account get a immediate notification that says that they are live and I then go oh that's cool I'm gonna go and look at this but I saw that there were eight viewers and I thought hmm I wonder if that viewer count will go up at all and it didn't and it stayed at eight for the time now it went up and down maybe to 10 maybe down to seven and around eight and then at the end of the uh, live session I saw a post from saying something like we had a 100 viewers of this of this live session, this live interview, and that just caused me a problem. I thought, what is that? Why could that be? Why why would that be? And I, I looked a bit deeper into the um account and into the post and I saw something um pretty pretty interesting. Just if we take a step back, um if you have three thousand followers and you only get two hundred engagements, that is less than a percent in engagement with your following. So What's really happening there is out of three out of thirty thousand followers sorry um if you do something, what it means is only like like twenty nine thousand eight hundred people don't even care about what you've done, and maybe that's a bit rough but you you would think it would be more you would definitely think it would be more now really interestingly Gary Vaynerchuk did a live session just after um just in while it, while the live session of this. 30,000 person account, uh, um, a live Instagram started of Gary Vaynerchuk and I clicked on it and it jumped straight over to it. It was really interesting. Gary, Gary was doing his, his Q and a talk, um, but he was just starting off and he was saying, yeah, we're not going to start until we get to about 3000, um, 3000 viewing. And Gary has a lot more followers than, than 30,000. But it was just clocking up at rocket speed and the amount of followers and it got to 5000 viewers within maybe um within 15 seconds or so of him saying it and i just thought that is the difference between a quality audience and one that could not be right could not be one that is engaged and interested in what the person has to has to offer and then I did a little bit more digging and I looked, um, there was a, a post saying about how, um, about how the uh, account had got to 30,000 and it was a celebration. And on, on one of the hashtags it was a really interesting hashtag. It was follow back instantly. And that, that is the reason why that account has 30,000 followers. They're instigating a follow back strategy and it is uh not a good one it is follow me and i'll follow you back that is not useful that is why this account has you know what i would call ghost followers and a total lack of engagement on any post and it's worse because it's it's so um it's it's really Like Whenever you put something out, how are you ever going to tell if what you do is good compared to if you put out 10 posts, how will you know which one is better and which one is worse? Because the engagement is completely skewed by people who don't care about what you do but just want to follow back. It is the epitome of cosmetic treatment to a social media account and fundamentally will never drive any results. And then take it a step worse. This person, this company is... Teaching other people how to do Instagram and charging people to come and learn about Instagram from them, and and that has to be worse. That has to be you know spreading the problem and either not being um, upfront as to how you got the the followers, or if you are being upfront about how you got the followers, not having the knowledge and the the depth of knowledge about online advertising and online presence. That it's a useless way to go and it doesn't do any it doesn't have any benefit for your for your business so that is something that i wanted to wanted to call out and and something that i think that we will see more of and something that will now spread because of the training sessions that these guys are running and uh, i think it's a terrible terrible idea fundamentally though i'm not i don't know maybe these guys haven't had the journey that i've had with this and maybe they you know, are doing it genuinely and think it's a good thing. It's not a good thing. And it's something that in your business, or if you see this, you know, you've got to know that it's you, you've got to look a bit deeper into who you're following and who, you're, who your gurus are. We are spending a lot of time trying to understand Instagram and trying to understand the different platforms as they sit in 2019. And we, I can identify really clearly that that is not the way that a brand should ever be building its its presence online. So on the PDG daily, daily work and daily tasks, um, I mean, email marketing is, is so big for us right now. We talked yesterday about the difference between you know the different email providers, but it just struck me today that for all of our customers, we've kind of, I don't know if it's unwittingly or um subconsciously but we have a consistent level of consistency of email advertising now where every customer has at least one email going out on on where we send it on their behalf some of more some of less and we um know that that is producing results so whenever we've talked before about the dashboard that we have where we look at the weekly um review of how things are going and we can see the impact of the email is is having so that's a very very important part of what we do and and how we do it Um, consistently in outbound posting on the things that you should be doing for uh for for customers we've even started it for pbg advertising um for once we're um doing what we say we that other people should do and we got our email out this week so and we're looking forward to getting next week's um email out there to people our audience is very small right now but um, we're going to grow it in the in the right ways. Today on Thursday was was a great morning here in Belfast, and I think that things went a lot smoother today because of one little thing that I did this morning. I went for a walk. <laughs> There's a beautiful place around here called the Titanic area, and I um, took a walk around there this morning, maybe a couple of miles, just. And I think it really changes your day. I think it kicks some, kickstarts something in you. So waking up early and going for a walk was really helpful in having a really clear head coming into the office. And, I mean, if I look, it's, it's half past three right now, and we've basically done everything um, that we needed to do for today. Um, Anthony today got finished um, his stuff a little bit early, and you know, got room to think and room to, room to breathe, um, and it'll put us in a better shape uh, tomorrow, so I, I put down on the list of, you know, stuff to talk about on the podcast today was about morning walk, and I would see, I, I wanted to see if later on I felt it was a good idea, and definitely was today, I, I thought it was really good, um, you know, I, I think there's a definite level of calm after a nice walk in the, in the morning, and I think it sets you definitely up for the day ahead, so all of those, like, entrepreneurs and um, gurus and coaches that say, get up early and do some exercise. I, I think I'm going to be doing that a lot more often because I, I do think that that, uh, that definitely helped, you know, physically and mentally uh, throughout the day. So today, I mean, as always, we, uh, we spoke yesterday about you know consistency and making sure that things are fine-tuned and online adverts are being looked after. It's really important, but today something cool happened um, we were working on our Google Shopping campaigns and we realized that we were getting close on Google Shopping to to mastering it for one of our customers in London, an oval um, you know, shaped company, but they, they sell oval shaped mirrors. It's um, part of their um, repertoire of, of stock and what we've been doing is helping them to get in front of more people using Google Shopping and that has been a joy in itself. But today, we were able to see that we were um edging closer to getting in front of um wafer john lewis um the other ones that were on there um i'm not sure holmes i think it's another one but um these are the big players that have massive massive budgets to spend and just due to the way that we have set up the campaigns and our plan we've been able to edge closer to them. And Google Shopping can be about um, the percentage of time you get in front of people for a certain um, search term. And it's not done like normal search, it's it's dictated through the way that you've set up your um, shopping feed, your product pages, and your, um, and the adverts, that, and the, oh, the setup of the ad campaigns that you've set up on Google Ads. And, I mean, I wouldn't be able to do that on my own. I had to look for outside expertise. Um, Our our specialist, our contractor specialist who helps us with that um, has been able to start to edge towards um, encroaching on those big, big spenders and those big um, stores that have more experience in this area um, than this company and us and also um, more budget to play with. So really pleased with that today, and that's that's a very that's a very good um, that's a very good piece of progress for those Google Shopping campaigns, and and I suppose, it's the same as whenever you look back over the week and you think you know what what have we really done and. Having said and having taken down notes and seen that we've been working on this consistently daily and it's starting to pay off, I think that's what happens. I think whenever you do the work and whenever you work on it consistently over and over again, consistently in emails, consistently in your tracking, consistency in your reporting, consistency in your um, consultations with your customer, just constantly doing the work, I think that's what provides results might sound really obvious, but it, it maybe doesn't feel like it is on the Monday whenever you're starting off a campaign, but then um, you can see the results whenever you track it and make sure that you focus on what you should be, which ultimately for this customer is sales and they just had their best uh, week that they've had um, since our benchmark week, whenever we started. So that that's that's good and that's along the right paths. And there's another thing that needs to happen as well um, As an agency, we need to update our customers, you know, constantly to make sure that they know what we're doing and you know, update on the successes and any issues that we have. So that's been good. The owner of that business and all of our customers really we've cultivated a good, solid relationship with to make sure that we can speak about things that are going wrong and things that are going um that are going right and that balance. Of knowing whenever something's going wrong or right is important too, so that you don't blindly walk into overspending and not making any not making any return. So, so that's been a good good news story for PDG advertising today. Something that came up today in my mind was keeping good records. Um, quite lucky that we're quite small at the moment and we're able to keep good good records, relatively good records of things that are that are going on. Um, but I think we need to make a more systematic process of creating and documenting what we're creating it's probably this part what this podcast is about but that's going to be a big thing in the next um month or so and, and this is the month to do it may is is just a great month for for working um there's no huge holidays um in the middle of it like easter or um the summer holidays or christmas may just kind of works um so that's something that we're going to be bringing into the team and making sure that we're um, creating good, solid processes with good records, um, email records, uh, document records, um, all of those, all of those things to make sure that the business is um, running running very smoothly. Something that came up today as well was the um, ability to gain feedback on work. Um, it's a constant theme in what I do and in businesses that I see, where I see people being afraid to ask for feedback. Um, some people just don't want to know but interestingly the uncomfort of bad feedback is the only way to learn and the only way to get better um, it's part of the reason why it's interesting we run it on a call yesterday and and um, it was a prospect sales call and we explained that anything we do for a customer we put in front of the customer first to say is this appropriate for you and they took it in an interesting way that they, they thought it meant that we were going to be asking them if it was the right thing to do. But it's not really that. It's more we're looking at things like, were, are they on brand? If we if we put this out to the world, is this a good representation of your company? Which I think only the company can know. Um, there can be intricacies within businesses that an advertising agency won't know about um, and will get to know about over time. But initially putting it in front of people. But <laughs> Whenever you do that, it definitely leaves you open. Whenever we create a campaign or a suite of adverts and we put it in front of a customer, it leaves you open to people hating what you've done and questioning it and wanting something different. And sure, we feel that too, and we are hesitant to do it at times, but we always, always do it because it's the right thing to do. It's the right thing to put in front what you've done to the world and say, what do you think of this? And if people don't like it, then you need to regroup and figure out what what would be better and how you could do it better. And that's the only way to progress. Um, I actually see a lot of, in businesses, a lot of um, staleness and whenever businesses are static, that can be a major factor where they're too afraid to put something to someone and say, is this um, good or is this not? Um, and if you don't get that feedback, then um, you'll never, you'll never know. So, what I'm, what I'm confident is in our ability to ask for feedback. But I think we might do even more of it. I think we might go a step further with it and 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 put it out there even further. I'm not sure how that will look just yet. But I think it's an important part of what we do to be quite resilient and, um, quite <laughs> get quite used to rejection. Um. I suppose any good salesperson is very familiar with rejection and that's something, that's a process, another process and another, you know, good system that we're going to put in place and that we're going to help others to put in place as well. And you know what? It actually, um, it has been evident this week um, and last week, There was a huge uptick in our Australian Women's Health brand customer in their sales. Huge. Um, you're talking tens of thousands of dollars um, between two weeks ago and today because they've started really instigating asking for reviews getting reviews and managing those reviews and we were on our call during the week and we were saying this is one of the best ways to to gain social proof and trust but it does open up I mean I remember whenever we were talking about it saying are we going to open these reviews and everybody would say well what if everybody says they hit it but even if they do that's all right because that gives you an opportunity to change an opportunity to to make it better um so i I think that that is an important point asking for feedback is very important and it's something that every business should always do and every employee and every service provider and every contractor and every shop um i think it's what creates growth that fire of um, did we do a good job? No, you didn't. Okay, well, what can we do to do a better job next time? Um, that's a, that's a, a crazy valuable opportunity for a business, and not something to be. Well, it is naturally it's something to be scared of, but um, it's it's not something to to not do, and um, just because you're you're scared of doing it. So I wanted to end today's podcast by sharing a little bit of something that we're creating and something that I will be making more public on our social channels very soon. Um, it's the customer journey and it's a big, big part of, what I, I'd say about a year or a year and a half ago, I realized that this was the key to all of the work that we do and when you, it. it it's taken time for me to understand it. So it's not something that my customers understand immediately. It's not something that, um, I expect anybody to understand immediately, but it's, I think it's where our value lies as a business. And it's very important that we share it. And I think because we've been to the, we've been to the trenches, we've been to the execution, um, cliff edge, we we we've been we've seen where campaigns go wrong and we've seen where campaigns go well and and it's this customer journey that we've mapped out that actually doesn't change for any different customer like b2b b2c um any any vertical that you can think of any industry that you can think of this is a a clear customer journey for for people you could call it a sales funnel i I think it's a terrible name for it you could call it a well, sales funnel is probably what people call it, but but it really is that customer customer journey. And there are four points to it. And the first one is um, they're all audiences. So they're the people that you're trying to interact with. So we have bucketed them into four different areas. And what we do is we try to put adverts in front of these different buckets. And it doesn't even matter if it's Facebook or Instagram or Snapchat or Pinterest. What we do is we put adverts of a certain type in front of these audiences in order to bring them to the next to the next stage. And the first stage is people who don't know you but may be interested in what you sell. So how do you how do you identify that? It, you identify that through their actions online. So on Facebook ads, you identify people of maybe it be a certain age or gender or um or location. That's your first way to target people and then you can target them now on Google or Facebook by the interests that they have or by what they're searching for online so those are people who don't know you yet but may be interested in what you have to offer and those are the people that you want to get in front of initially the next stage of the next stage of the customer journey are people that have who have seen these adverts and seen something about you whether it's by word of mouth or however it, it is um, and have connected with you in some way. So they have given you their email address or they've connected with you on Instagram or Facebook or LinkedIn or, or any of those platforms so that you can then talk to them again and they get your your consistent messaging. So those people who have connected with you they are a little bit further on the customer journey. They haven't purchased yet but they're they're getting ready to, in my eyes, and, and that's a very important audience. The next group of people are people who have purchased from you, and it could stop there. You could say, that's it, that's it done, but it's not. I, I think these people need, need need constant engagement in order to have them purchase again from you, and that's the fourth level of people, so people who have repeatedly purchased from you, and that's... Uh, um, great audience to to engage with because those are the people that turn other people into um, people who are interested in what you have or people who have connected with you through lookalike audiences, word of mouth, or the testimonials that you can create from that. So this all might seem a little bit scattered right now. It certainly does in in my mind. Um, it's it's a lot less scattered than it was a year and a half ago. I tell you that, but. Those four stages are what we try to impact and what we try to, um, influence for our our customers, and they are people who don't know you, but may be interested in what you have to offer, people who have connected with you by email or social network, people who have purchased from you, and then people who repeatedly purchase from you. Your raving fans, and if any of you have ever read the book Raving Fans, uh well. Well done you. But if you haven't, I'd suggest that you um think about reading it because that that is what we're talking about in those people that repeatedly purchase from you. They are your raving fans and that's where you want to get to. Um, I would say 100% of the people that I work with or our customers are not on this journey. They are pre this journey. Some of them maybe are encroaching on the first two levels, but the the overall journey is not something that's obvious to people. And i, and I tell you why. What people think is that they can put an advert just on Facebook and it doesn't work immediately. I and mean, then that means that Facebook advertising doesn't work. But it's just not, we're not thinking about it in the right ways. We're not thinking that there's a path that people take in their purchase decisions and what brands that they become... Um, that they have an affinity to and feel some sort of a connection to, and and that's it. It's it's a lot more work. <laughs> it's a lot more work than just putting on an advert and hoping for the best. Um, I've seen some adverts just being pushed and hoping for the best work for, for a while, but never in a sustainable way. Um, and this is a lot more work, but it's the right path. Um, it's a lot more work to engage a following and build it up that way rather than Um, hashtag follow back instantly but it's the right path and it's the sustainable path and it's how how it works and that is something that I hope is our gift from PDG Advertising to everyone because if you come to us this is what we will do for you so you can do it yourself you don't need us to do it for you now we're going to do it really really well for you but this is exactly what we do. If if you pay us to do a strategy with you, this is what we will create, and it's so interesting because whenever people ask, "Well, what do I get for you know our strategy sessions?" Whenever we pay you money for for a strategy, what do we get for it? I can openly tell people, we will work with you to identify, um, and put together your customer journey and affect it at those those four stages. It is as simple as that. Um, And when you do that, when you start off on that journey, you are way more advanced than most people in any space. Whenever you get that, you you have an advantage. And I'm not sure that that is going to be uncovered anytime soon because I think it takes hard work. And I think there are... Um, there have been so many versions of this, so many sales funnels, so many applications that are devoted to this customer path, but none of them put it this, this simply, um, and they all say the same thing. And it has taken me a long time to get it, and it has certainly taken a lot of our customers, um, you know, on their path to come into us to get it. So um, this will be our our gift initially to to our audience to show people that this is a real key part of what we do and what you should be doing on online advertising wow it's a really enjoyable um podcast we started off a little bit salty i think about about our our friends who who have maybe um skipped a couple of um levels um um on their on their instagram advertising but uh, it's really enjoyable to share our journey with you. And what I've done is I've we've um, just downloaded and this evening I'm going to upload um, 10 episodes of this to YouTube. I think YouTube was where I found, you know, the uh, other podcasters that I listen to. Um, I now listen to them on SoundCloud or on Spotify um, because you can get a more regular feed. Um so. Um I'm hoping that we can reach a, a bigger audience by using utilising YouTube for this. Um and who knows where we can take it. So um if you're listening to this right now, thanks so much. Um it means it means the absolute world to me. And I'm looking forward to doing tomorrow's episode. Have a great uh, day.